Hi guys, welcome back to Living With Yourself, the podcast which aims to improve your mental well-being and confidence so you can once again take control of your own life. I want to be clear that mental illness is something that can really affect people to their core and I think also mental illness can actually make your life very, very difficult, whether you're experiencing severe depression or severe anxiety or severe OCD or bipolar or any sort of kind of mental condition that you're facing can really, really affect your day-to-day life. I think the truth is, is that, you know, there's still very much a stigma around mental health, mental well-being, talking about your mental health. So in my opinion, talking about your mental health, whether that be with your mates, your friends, your family members, reading self-help books, or even kind of practicing self-care routines that promote mental wellness, that doesn't make you a weak person. Sitting with a mental health illness and not doing anything about it, not acknowledging it, not making yourself aware of it and other people aware of it, that's a weak person. I think the truth is, is that therapy only gets you so far. You know, a therapist is not going to be able to, you know, wave a magic wand and suddenly, whoa, I'm fixed. The truth is, is that you have to make a difference yourself and have different streams of mental wellness. So, you know, it's about eating right, about getting out of bed every day, making a to-do list, meeting your aspirations. There's so many different things that you can do to promote mental well-being. I think that if I'm honest, people that compare themselves to others will suffer with mental health the worst because we're in modern society always comparing ourselves with Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, you know, everyone's posting about their lives and that's all good. I'm guilty of it as well. We all post about our lives and we want to, you know, seem like we've got it all together. But the best thing that I did when I was really suffering with kind of depressive episodes and slash kind of severe anxiety, which kind of started in the beginning of the initial coronavirus lockdown, was actually I took myself off social media. And having a social media detox was one of the best things I could have done. Because the truth is, is that I wasn't being fed all this information about oh, this is what someone's doing, you know, oh, they're they're living their best lives or, you know, even people that were having good fun during lockdown. I was like, I just, I couldn't even handle that. I didn't have full-blown depression. I just had kind of spouts of depressive episodes during that kind of coronavirus lockdown time. I struggled every day to cope with my emotions, essentially. And I think for me, who's, I'm quite an extroverted person, And I think I struggled with the kind of, you know, my job was furloughed. I wasn't able to see my friends and I wasn't able to see my extended family. So it was just me and kind of my five family members in this house. Uh, It was tense to say the least. I really, really struggled with lockdown. I think it's clear that not everyone experiences the same sort of symptoms. Now there's always symptoms that come along with anxiety and depression, whether that be you know, a byproduct. So if you are severely anxious, you might excessively check stuff. You might be kind of completely OCD ridden. You may have an eating disorder where you eat too much or you eat too little. You may not want to get out of bed in the morning. You know, it's so many different things that I don't think you can kind of just say, right, everyone experiences this when you're anxious and everyone experiences this when you're depressed. I don't think that's true. I think everyone experiences different things. I really want to give people a few tips and advice. Um, about what I did when I was having slight depressive episodes and kind of, you know, fluctuating between kind of a depressive nature to a anxious nature. 
my tips for coping with depression would be wake up every day. Don't sit in bed. I know it can be so tempting just to say, oh, well, you know, the day's written off, always clean your teeth and have a shower. Just personal basic hygiene can make you feel human again. I know that sounds really silly, but it's just so true. Like if you can look after yourself in that small aspect and actually going back to, you know, the waking up, you, you're still getting up every day. So I tell you what, if anyone is depressed that's listening to this episode and you've got up this morning and you've made your beds, you've cleaned your teeth, you've got on with your day, well done you. Because honestly, that takes real guts when you're depressed to do that. Make a to-do list. It doesn't have to be anything like, you know, start a business, become a CEO. You know, it doesn't have to be that deep. You just have to pick a few things. Go for a walk. Put that down on your to-do list. Eat breakfast, clean teeth, tidy room, make bed. That's five things. There you go. That you can put on your to-do list and actually physically and cognitively ticking those off every day will make you feel better. I always think talking to a friend, family member, even if you don't have that support around you, I suggest anyone that's slightly depressed gets a journal. Because writing down your thoughts in the journal gets it from your head into a piece of paper. I don't care what you do with that piece of paper. Chuck it out. Burn it for all I care. It's out of your mind. Whew. Breathe. Exercise. Get out in the fresh air. Don't sit inside and do a treadmill. Like, even if you've got a treadmill inside or you think, oh, I'm going to do a bit of Pilates inside. No, don't. Get outside. Get some fresh air. See some greenery. It will make you feel calmer. If you can try and get to a forest or farmland or countryside, or you have a really scenic walk somewhere, that's brilliant because that's going to get you outside, get your vitamin D levels up, and most importantly, give you something to look at. If you are employed, you have to explain to your employers what's going on. It's the best thing I ever did. When I was really, really struggling, I worked for a massive holiday chain. I think I was working like guest relations or something at the time. It was like one of those jobs where people come to you and they scream at you and they're like, you've ruined my holiday and, you know, all that kind of stuff, all the nice hospitality stuff that you get going on. You know, when you're feeling rubbish or you're feeling low or you're feeling like your mental health get better of you, I think explaining to your employers what's going on gives you a bit of leeway, a bit of flexibility to say, I'm not feeling it today or do you mind just putting me in the back or can I do something where I'm less customer facing because let's be real working in hospitality and being customer facing is really hard really difficult to constantly be smiling when someone's screaming at you it's just like really do you have any idea what's going on in my life and a lot of the time people don't care people don't ask people don't notice because most of the general public are selfish. So I think the truth is, is that the best thing I ever did was when I worked in hospitality and I was a very much a customer facing job role. Best thing I did was tell my employers, because if I did feel low or I felt like I was just having a really bad day today, they'd put me in the back or they'd say, right, we're going to have you doing something else, manning the phones, or you don't have to speak to the customers. And I was like, thank you. I think when I talk about anxiety, there are so many situations in life that you'll find yourself in where you feel anxious. For me, going to university was a really, really nervous time. I didn't want to go. I applied back in 2020 and I kind of withdrew my place 
And then I went, I decided to go in 2021, just after COVID. I was really, really nervous to go. It was like first day of school. I'd been out of school for about kind of two or three years. I was really, really, really nervous to go. The one conclusion that I drew was that you only live once, life is short, and I can't die with any regrets. It's an experience. I don't know how it's going to turn out. I knew nothing about it. I watched a few videos on YouTube about going to university. I think if you use that motto or just, and you know, another technique that I use is kind of counting down from three. So I'll go three, two, one, do the thing I'm nervous to do. Really, really helps. Anxiety is kind of here to stay and that sucks. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to live in a life where no one has anxiety, but it's going to come up because it's a kind of fight or flight response. It's kind of human nature for us to be anxious. I think a lot of the time, you know, we live in a safer modern society now where we don't have to use our flight and flight kind of adrenaline fueled hormones as much. So our body instinctively uses them elsewhere. We use them when we're nervous about a job or, you know, something where it seems kind of incremental compared to years and years ago, but now it's just become at the forefront. And I think the truth is, is that Understanding that mental health, mental illness, mental challenges, anxiety, depression, OCD are always going to be an upward struggle and an upward battle. But let me just assure you, you can control your emotional stability. Just remember that you are in control of your emotions. You're in control of your life and you are definitely, definitely in control of your own anxiety and your depression. You may not be able to control the symptoms that come as a byproduct of the anxiety. You might not be able to control the frequency of your panic attacks, but let me assure you, you can control your mental health. You actually can. If you implement good self-care routines, you implement self-wellness through reading books, having positivity, cutting negative people out of your life, because honestly, we don't need negative people in our lives. You know, we want people around us that are going to support us. We want friends that are going to support us. And if people are belittling you because you've started talking about your mental health or you've started to feel a little bit more anxious, they are not meant to be in your life. Anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in to Living With Yourself. I hope you've enjoyed the episode and I look forward to seeing you shortly.